0: Musk is buying Twitter for about $44 billion. But a sum that is almost the size of Lithuania's entire economy, a famously mercurial disposition, and a LinkedIn job history longer than war and peace, gotta wonder if it's enough to keep Twitter from going Facebook. I'm Kinsey Grant, this is Thinking Is Cool, and let's talk about it! So here's the abridged version of what happened in what is perceived as this week's biggest story. After weeks of will they or won't they, Twitter's board on Monday unanimously approved an offer from world's richest person and CEO of like 47 other companies, Elon Musk, to buy Twitter with plans to take it private. The deal is worth about $44 billion, and while it still has some provisions to closing, a few hurdles to jump over, that sum does represent about a 38% premium to the share price Twitter was trading at before. Musk disclosed his ambitions. In the wake of this deal's announcement, Twitter has been… how do I describe it? Um, A cesspool? A hellscape? A picture-perfect actualization of what happens when men with too much money begin spending it. See, Musk's whole effort to buy Twitter in the first place started with his assertion that the company was not meeting its potential because it wasn't serving as a, a bastion of the First Amendment. It wasn't allowing people to speak freely. And uh, if you want my totally unfiltered and very free thoughts on free speech comment, I am happy to share them. I have a lot. It's a video for another time. Because today, I don't really wanna talk about Elon Musk. I don't want to talk about some Iron Man wannabe who forked over 44 billion dollars and hardly put a dent in his net worth to buy one of the world's most famous tech companies because he personally was not satisfied with his experience using that tech company's core product. I want to instead focus on the tech platform in question. I want to talk about Twitter. Twitter sucks. And Twitter is on its way to becoming the next Facebook if something doesn't change and quickly. Twitter has 229 million daily users, a figure which apparently (laughs) it told us earlier this week has been um, actually overstating by like millions for many quarters, many years. Anyway, 229 million daily users is a lot of daily users. It's not small potatoes. And whether they are logging on excitedly or like me, begrudgingly, it's still a lot. Twitter is a meaningful company and it's still running at a loss. This last quarter, Twitter reported an operating loss of $128 million on revenue of $1.2 billion. Now, It's not all that uncommon for tech companies to report losses. It just feels a little like it's kind of late in the game for Twitter to be operating at that big of a loss. Twitter was founded 16 years ago. And it would be one thing if Twitter's continued losses could be attributed to reinvesting in the business, to shipping new products, to totally shifting business strategies, but therein lies the rub. Twitter just is not shipping new products not the way that it should be, not the way that it could be. I mean, think about the last couple of years on Twitter. Any new product that has been much belly-hooed has typically been a copycat of another product. Clubhouse started becoming popular and Twitter came out with Twitter Spaces. Substack, Twitter Review, Patreon, Twitter Superfollow. Twitter just seems to be almost systemically lacking originality. And even when it tried to buy original ideas, it, For a lack of better words, shit the bed. Twitter bought Vine for about $30 million in October of 2012. Now, if you are like me, Vine was everything around that time. I was obsessed with Vine. It was of the moment people were using it in such fun and interesting and original ideas and Twitter bought it and then Vine died. I mean, Vine and TikTok weren't all that dissimilar, but now Vine is nothing and TikTok is everything. Twitter could have had TikTok, but instead, it got Trump. Over the last several years, something on Twitter has shifted. I remember when I first downloaded Twitter in May of 2010, I was on the bus home from a class trip my sophomore year of high school, and two of my friends, their names are Jade and Brooke, they had already downloaded Twitter and they were explaining how much fun it was. They were trying to encourage me to join in. At that time, really the only social media that people had with any sort of you know ubiquity was Facebook. And they mentioned that Twitter was the place where you could share more unfiltered ideas. You could share funny jokes, you could just post random thoughts, you could tweet really anything. And it just was so much fun. If Facebook was where you faced a lot of pressure to perform a certain aspect of your life, to put up those perfect homecoming and prom pictures, to come up with funny, witty statuses, Twitter was where you could really be yourself. Twitter was where you could just be you. Twitter was just fun I mean it was it was unfiltered in a way that wasn't dangerous. It was people just kind of feeling out the internet in 140 characters or less. It was silly and inspirational and potentially educational. It felt world expanding. I mean, I tweeted dumb shit, sure, but I got to follow people from all over the world instead of just the people who I went to high school with. I tweeted things that made no sense and I got no retweets and I had a hell of a lot of fun doing it. But somewhere in this last decade, Twitter has gone askew. And I know that this has been happening in lockstep with the total utter dissolution of truth entirely in this country, but Twitter became especially known as a megaphone for hateful comments from elected officials or braggadocious douchebags. (laughs) I log on, like I said, begrudgingly every day, but only really because it's part of my job to tweet and to know what people are talking about on Twitter. If it were not part of my job, I would delete my Twitter unequivocally, because honestly, it's just not fun anymore. And for all that tech CEOs will talk about their platforms, solving world crises and connecting our global community, at the end of the day, it doesn't mean anything if people aren't having fun using your product. Think about early use of Facebook. When I first got Facebook, it was, like a revelation. I spent hours every day sending bumper stickers to my friends and like playing Farmville and generally enjoying the time that I was having using social media. And then I think Facebook failed to make some pretty important strategic decisions. Decisions that would have kept people like me, users like me, on the platform. But I left. And I think Twitter might be in danger of following that same Facebook path something has to change. But how that something changes, I have some more questions. Let's bring back into this story, Elon Musk, who is a pro-prose of nothing, a Cancer, with, uh, depending on who you believe, either a Leo or a Virgo moon. I wanna talk for a second about means and ends. I do not particularly care for Elon Musk or this thinly veiled he seems to inspire among his acolytes and followers online. But I will concede this, Elon Musk is a talented, talented innovator. For what he might lack in actual experience with the First Amendment or running a media business or running a social media business, I will say he arguably makes up for in the sheer willpower to innovate, to get innovative things done. He makes change happen. But sometimes how we go about change says more than the actual change itself. Now, I'm going to read something from the Washington Post, um, which surely knows a thing or two about billionaires buying media companies. Quote, on Wednesday, Musk tweeted a meme to his more than 86 million followers with the face of Twitter's top lawyer Vijaya Gade that appeared to suggest the company's decisions are affected by a left-wing bias. The tweet came hours after he criticized a 2020 policy decision Gade made, and was in response to an earlier tweet from a political podcast host calling her the company's top censorship advocate. End quote. So Elon Musk has insisted that Twitter needs to become politically neutral. And time and again, he has promised that under his stewardship, the farthest 10% to the left and the farthest 10% to the right are going to be unhappy with the way that they engage with Twitter, which I take as a promise to make room in the middle. Not a bad thing. Now, you might be thinking that here, In classic Kinsey style, I'm going to launch into some diatribe about Elon Musk being a megalomaniac who has no idea what he's getting himself into and is creating a dangerous precedent for the rest of the world. Um, but I'm not. I don't think it's wrong that Elon Musk disagrees with the way that Twitter has been run. I don't think it's wrong that he wants to run it differently. Could he go about it in a way that doesn't make Twitter's top leadership the target of racist and sexist comments? Yes, could he go about it in a way that doesn't, um, and to borrow some words from my very favorite newsletter writer, Casey Newton, affirm various half-baked and bad faith criticisms of the company all emanating from the right? Totally. But Elon Musk is not wrong to criticize Twitter. Twitter needs to change. It's not this fun promised land that it once was back when I downloaded Twitter for the first time, and it will not be able to compete with modern technology and social media platforms unless it makes a change, unless it attempts to recreate that magic that made Twitter so fun in the first place. The question is though, How will Elon Musk change Twitter? Will it be for the better? What is Elon Musk's strategy for creating a new kind of Twitter? Does he even have one? What might Twitter be if it can avoid the trappings of becoming the next Facebook? So there are plenty of theories as to what Twitter might become. Um, I've collected a couple of them because I think they're pretty interesting and I keep running across them online. A couple came from Charlie Wardzell, who I have quoted before. I'm a big fan of Charlie's work. Uh, His newsletter is called Galaxy Brain. And he had a couple theories. One being that Elon Musk could essentially turn Twitter into like, and I hate saying this on my own YouTube channel, Truth Social, um, Parler, Gab, these, these platforms that are essentially the Wild West that have no rules, no real content moderation strategy. They're very dangerous, but for whatever reason, people seem to gravitate toward them. People of a very specific, There's also a theory that Elon Musk could kind of just go into chaos mode and ship a bunch of crazy Twitter updates and crazy new products, totally shift the business strategy in a really, really rapid manner, and then sit back and see what happens. Which would be interesting, I will admit. Several smart people have also suggested that Twitter's just kind of gonna look like Twitter five or so years ago, that Elon Musk's ambitions with Twitter are essentially to bring it back to uh, the Twitter that we used to have before it got serious about content moderation and misinformation. The Twitter of Donald Trump. Trump's Twitter, effectively. Um, Which I will add, and not all of this is Donald Trump's doing, of course, Um, but at that point, Twitter was full of hate and of harassment, um, of just total failures at moderating content the way that it needed to be. It wasn't good. There are also plenty of people who suggest that the everyday user experience on Twitter probably won't change all that much, but the way that Twitter makes money is actually going to shift in a pretty tectonic kind of way. Effectively, that Twitter gets out of the ads business. Now there's a whole long history about why Twitter got into the ads business in the first place, um, and it can kind of be summed up in, that's the best way to make money. (laughs) Um, But there are people today who think that maybe that's not the best way for Twitter to make money today. So what would it do to replace ad revenue? there are some ideas about premium memberships and subscription-style ad revenue, uh, and trigger warning, Web3. A lot of the Web3 people have suggested that perhaps Twitter becomes more of a decentralized protocol. Uh, and I tried many times in previous takes to explain this in a way that made any sense at all, failed to do so, returning now to Charlie Wartzel, who just seemed to write it in a more effective and descriptive way. Or Twitter could lean harder into becoming a decentralized protocol, selling API access to enable developers to build a variety of different front-end experiences that could enable different users to choose different styles of content moderation while effectively turning the core service into an enterprise software product. So these are all decently viable paths for Twitter, but whatever path they choose, I really do think it's not an exaggeration to say that they could be altering the future of the social web, the ways that we communicate, the ways that we share news, the ways that we share information and updates, the ways we share silly thoughts and the genesis of memes. Whatever path Twitter decides to take, it's not going to to just affect Twitter. And I think that is where we so often lose the plot when we're trying to understand the impact of some of these big tech companies. The decisions that one makes inevitably spill over to other social platforms. The decisions on content moderation that Twitter makes will definitely impact the way that Facebook goes about it, the way that Instagram goes about it, the way that TikTok goes about it. These companies are all run by different people with different sets of standards and different ambitions and goals. But at the end of the day, the user experience comes down to the decisions that all of these platforms make. And that user experience isn't just insulated on the platforms. When we consider how we've interacted with Twitter, it has a lot to do with going to twitter.com, but I think it has even more to do with the ways that we interpret the concept of truth. The social web is important, and it is a part of our lives that is never going to go away. At least I don't think it is. When a company of that magnitude decides to enact changes, we better be paying attention, even if we're not Twitter power users. Because just as art imitates life, life imitates Twitter, unfortunately. There is a lot riding on the next year of Twitter. I'm eager to see it play out, but um, as I'm recording this, literally as I'm recording this, I just saw this. The headline reads, Elon Musk probably won't buy Twitter. Um, It is an opinion piece, but (sighs) I swear to God,